Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sound. I'll sound. Speed. All right, guys. All right, one take. All right, mark it. All right, action. Like film, that's what they all say. Great movies, it's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Film and You Win Show. I like movies, big, big movies, big movies. It's floating pictures, it's so great. Movies, so join us, everybody, for the Film and You Win Show. Oh, hey, everyone. How's it going? A uh, happy filming you in to you today. Um, I'm Max. I'm with you. Really exciting this evening. I'm with Juliet. Yes. Yes? You are. Is that how you say hello? Hello. Is uh, yes, Juliet for hello? Yes. Yes. See. Si. Si. I watched Roma the other night. All right. So we're going to talk about the Oscars, yeah. the 2019 Academy Awards. I don't know what year they're on. What year is this Academy Award? Probably 91, because I think 1999 was 71. I just... Do you remember your first Oscars? No, I was not around for Oscars. Oh, I thought you were in one. high school back then. No. Oh, you weren't. Okay, no, I'm sorry. you're so funny. <laughs> I'm har <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Do you remember your first Oscars, though? Uh, I'm not sure. I think I probably, like, I know I watched the 1999 one, because I remember Shakespeare in Love winning. Yeah. But I don't know. Over Saving I... Private Ryan. Biggest... <laughs> flub ever (laughs) so i'm sure with oscars upon us this weekend uh it's a very exciting time uh the host of the show is going to be great this year yeah actually the best host that they've had in a long time (laughs) which is uh james franco and anne hathaway are back (laughs) yeah it's interesting no host this year they tried to get rid of uh multiple categories Mm -hmm. um they were gonna bring a category into it then they didn't right it was a popular film Right. That was supposed to happen. Oh, yeah. And then that didn't happen. No. <laughs> um, of course, they're going to edit out cinematography and editing out of a film right. award show. Which is, they probably couldn't find anybody to agree to edit editing out of it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, no. Um, but of course, now they, after what it was should have been expected of people kind of outraged by that uh-huh. decision to bring it back. Right. So it will be, it's not like they weren't going to hand out the word. It wasn't going to be televised. Yeah, it was going to be during commercial breaks. Because, you know, got to see that Steve Carell Pepsi commercial a few more times. So (laughs) I I haven't read anything. I'm wondering what the opening is going to be like because I feel like they'll still do this overall number because they just don't know how to adapt any other way. I think it would be amazing if it just... Welcome, and the award for best hair and what makeup goes to... What if it was Siri's voice? <laughs> Siri just did everything. Siri's just hosting Hello. it? That would actually be awesome. I do not understand. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I know probably a lot of people are boycotting this and just not watching it. Probably. I think overall, the appeal of uh, the Oscars has kind of died down, but I think yeah. there's still enough diehard people out there that will still like to watch it, but I've already kind of felt the tone this year of just like, meh. Yeah. So... We'll see. I don't know what the future of the Oscars Academy Award mm-hmm. is going to be like. Maybe they'll never have a host again. Maybe. Or um, Probably cheaper. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it certainly is cheaper to not have a host. Right. But I wonder what they'll do with that surplus. Yeah. I guess it, it'll, probably <laughs> just, it'll just depend on if they lose viewership or if there's like screw ups because there's not like a human improving when things happen. Before we get into it though, February is almost over. Yes. And we have some coming attractions coming in March. Yes. That we are excited about and I believe that you've kind of picked your top movies yeah. that you feel that people should go see that you're excited to see or 
maybe not as excited to see, but feel that we should note that are coming out in March. Yeah. So we're going to bring back a segment that we have not brought back on this podcast yet, but it was a popular one back in the day. Mm -hmm. It's Coming Attractions. It's time for Coming Attractions! (laughs) So here's Juliet with our Coming Attractions. Well, on March 1st, the movie Greta premieres in theaters in the U.S., uh, Greta is the story of a young woman that befriends a lonely widow who's harboring a dark and deadly agenda towards her. Ooh, we watched this trailer in the theaters. Uh, I've had this trailer shoved down my throat. YouTube is really into this trailer yeah, as well. Yeah, and every every time I see a movie in theaters, this is there. So it stars Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she was in Kick-Ass. Yes. And she was Nicolas Cage's daughter. Yes. Um, what are your first thoughts on Greta? I do not see myself seeing this movie unless it's free. It's trying very hard to be like kind of a gone girl, but not. Um, The twist in it is just kind of there in your face. Like we know someone's going to get killed. There's blood all over the floor. We know she's going to have like a misery scene where she's being trapped, held captive by this woman. Uh, We know she's done it before to multiple girls. So it's, you know, it's it's the thriller we've seen a million times before. It's just with two women. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those trailers that I feel like I've seen the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't need to go see the movie. No. I feel like I saw the whole trailer. All we, all we really know is that um, she finds a, a purse mm-hmm. on a subway and returns it to this nice uh, older lady. Yeah. And then they become friends. Yeah. And then she she's finds like out. She's like chewing gum. She sticks around. And then she finds out there's more purses. Mm-hmm. And then boom, kind of crazy movie. Yeah. And it seems that we're just kind of heading towards this very obsessive, can't escape her. She's everywhere. Mm-hmm. She's going to start. It's going to start killing people. And then boom, Greta has you. I think it's a movie that I will not see in theaters, but I will rent on a rainy day when I want a few jump scares, because I guarantee that movie's going to be definitely relying on jump scares. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. What's another coming attraction? So this one we're pretty excited about. Captain Marvel premieres in the U.S. on March 8th. That is the story of Carol Danvers. She becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Yes, so of course we know at the end of Infinity War, try not to spoil it for anyone, but at this point I think it's kind of fair game. But stuff's going down and uh, we see Nick Fury and he grabs out his pager. Mm -hmm. He disintegrates and we see the pager is the Captain Marvel symbol. Yep. Now, of course, we've already known that this movie is going to be released and going to be out. But that was our first hint of, oh boy. Interesting, though. Uh, what, what is your first impression when you look at this Captain Marvel trailer? Um, psyched for Brie Larson because I dig her. I have a little girl crush on her. So I'm excited for her. I think uh, she looks pretty badass. I like that we kind of know that we're going to learn about her entire history um because we see her as a child all the way through adulthood she is a army pilot a fighter pilot it seems i didn't see any male love interests that might get in the way and make it less of a girl power kind of movie sure well we do see jude law so i want uh he's too old okay it's jude law in a movie so 
Just saying. Well, uh, he's also Dumbledore. It's, <laughs> he's busy. Um, interesting, though, because I'm really intrigued by this movie. I'm excited for Captain Marvel, of course. I've been uh, a fan of the Marvel universe so far. Uh, loved Infinity War, so Captain Marvel is going to play a big deal in the upcoming uh, Endgame. Yes. The, the Infinity War 2 or Avengers Endgame, yeah. however you want to label it. It brings the question, though, where has she been during this whole time? Because uh, there's been a lot of Marvel movies, and Avengers have been fighting a lot of battles. They haven't needed her. A lot of side battles. I mean, she's been in outer space, but I'm kind of looking forward to this movie kind of giving some answers because it's kind of, yo, Captain Marvel, where have you yeah. been all these days? You could I mean, have helped with all these minor deals, let I'm alone. I'm glad when... they didn't like throw her into uh, Infinity War. It would have just been too much to also meet this new character sure it seems like we're kind of like split between there's going to be parts where she was a regular pilot Mm -hmm. but um now she has had an accident and she gets these superpowers and then Mm -hmm. nick fury recruits her to kind of Mm -hmm. you know kind of show her who she really is but meanwhile she's going to have some amnesia about who she once was right and then at the end she's going to be boom captain marvel badass ready to destroy i'm march 8th Definitely going to see Captain Marvel in theaters. Yes. Uh, probably in a IME. Uh, sorry, IMAX. Oh, God. That was a good oh, one, right? Oh, my God. That gonna, is terrible. Yeah. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep that in. All right. What's next on the list? Uh, so next on the list it makes me kind of nervous. It looks really scary. Uh, Us, a follow-up, Jordan Peele follow-up, um, premieres on March 22nd. In theaters. And actually, I heard that it's coming out at South by Southwest a week before then. So okay. might actually get to see it with him if I go there. Okay. Might get snuck in to see an early screening of Us. Yes. But, um... but I will cry a lot, probably. It is the story of a family going on vacation. Their serene vacation turns to chaos when a group of doppelgangers begin to terrorize them. Yeah, because the little boy says, they're us. They're us. It's creepy yeah i think uh as far as the trailer goes i was you know getting nervous in the trailer this is kind of one of those uh it's a step up because get out was such a huge success for jordan Mm -hmm. peele uh he wowed us all get out was such a fantastic movie uh nominated for oscars as well one and uh, jordan peele's follow-up is us uh i'm i'm very excited the trailer seems very intense um I know that I'm going to be scared. Yes. And I'll admit that. Uh, and I I trust him because I think he's on fire right now. Yeah. Amazing trailer. What's yeah. your favorite part of the trailer? I got five on it. That was perfect. I yeah. thought I was watching the trailer again. Thank you. Um, yeah. And it's got Tim Heidecker in it. So I'm pretty excited about yeah. that too. And Lapita Nwango. Yes. Um, and Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it, it just the, looks great. It looks great, and it's it's that confusing chaos of, okay, what are these things? Like, is this them? Is there some kind of mental issue? There's, like, bunnies hopping around in one scene. It, there's there's so many things to this that you don't know. And then even the, the poster of the scissors, and then if you look closely at the handles of the scissors, it's two faces turned away from each other. It's It's just, like, there's some shit to this movie. Yeah, there's some shit. Uh, but, I'm excited But and I would scared. say good shit. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to go see this in theaters, and I'm probably going to pee my pants. Yes. Out of excitement and fear. Yes. 
All right, and what's last on your list coming out? So last on my list is not coming to theaters. It is coming to Netflix on March 22nd, and that is The Dirt, the new Motley Crue movie. It is the story of how Motley Crue came to be one of the most notorious rock and roll groups in history. This has been happening a lot, but of course with the success of Bohemian Rhapsody, we have an Elton John movie coming Mm -hmm. out soon. It's not going to be too long till we have a Kiss movie. Right. It's just like the next step. Motley Crue, although respect the band, um, don't know them all that well. So I'm going to probably learn a few things. From the trailer, we get to see their notorious hotel room escapades because they're famous for trashing rooms. Um, We know that Heather Locklear's character is going to be in there because Tommy Lee was married to Heather Locklear. Yes. Um, I'm curious if Pam Anderson's going to be in this because I don't know the timeline. Of when this movie ends, but he was with Pam Anderson famously for a while. I don't know. And and Pete Davidson. I saw a little flash of him. So Pete Davidson's in a movie. That's good. Good for him. Good for him. Good for Pete. He hasn't gotten any attention recently for anything. <laughs> Nothing. Are you a big Motley Crue fan? I could not name a song. I think this is going to be a pretty enjoyable film. Yeah. I think I'll definitely watch it on Netflix. Good. <laughs> I've called it here. I'm going to go to my house and watch it on Netflix. Yes. I will be on the couch. The question is, what device? So that is it for my March list. Do you have any to add? I think those are all great. I'm excited about, well, two-thirds of those. Um, <laughs> Greta is okay. Another movie, uh, Harmony Corinne. Are you familiar with Spring Breakers? Yes. Okay, you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, you should check it out because it looks like he's kind of following suit with the movie called The Beach Bum. It comes out March 29th. It stars Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. playing a crazy Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Bunch of people. There's Jonah Hill, Zac Efron, Snoop Dogg. It just looks like, uh, here's a quick synopsis I found online. A rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life by his own rules. I love it. Uh, the trailer looks a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a pretty out there character. Yeah. It seems like it's a wild ride. Don't really know what's going on besides he's just trying to, he just, he, he's riding around his bicycle with a. He's a writer. A bong snorkel mask. Uh, he's trying to write the best American novel. He gets in some trouble. Just party, lives hard, lives life at 90 miles per hour. <laughs> uh, while also making it to some uh, UT games. Right. You know, he and always makes the bongos. <laughs> he loves playing those bongos. Um, yeah, so I think I'm, I'm sold on that. Um, I really enjoyed Spring Breakers. Uh, Harmony Crew, of course, has the other movie, uh, Gummo, mm-hmm. was uh, more popular. So I think it's a really good match, and I think it's going to be a really fun movie. Yeah, so. so that's March 29th. March 29th, that comes out right at the end, just snuck into just our March snuck in. coming attractions. <laughs> will, you, will you be interested to see this movie with me? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's all I got for coming attractions That's on my it. end. I yep. think there's some solid movies coming out this March, and it mm-hmm. should be really exciting. March Madness is upon us. Whoa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time when the Filming You In podcast, Juliet and Max, break down the eight Best Picture nominees for the 91st Annual Academy Awards. All right. So, Juliet, you put this in a certain order. I did. I went by chronological order of when the film is set. Gotcha. First on our list is The Favorite. 
Set in the early 18th century, England is at war with the French. Queen Anne, played by Olivia Colman, is on the throne, and her close friend Lady Sarah, played by Rachel Weisz, rules the country and deals with the ill and sometimes emotional Anne. When a new servant, Abigail, played by Emma Stone, arrives, she manipulates her way into the Queen's good graces, and Sarah and Abigail fight for their place as the favorite. Uh, the favorite. We we reviewed this on the show. We did. We did. We did. So it's nominated for a total of 10, 10 Academy Awards, which is like tied for the top out of these eight nominated Best Pictures. So of mm-hmm. course it's nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress, Olivia Colman, Best Supporting Actress, Rachel Weisz, Best Supporting Actress, Emma Stone, Best Costume Design, Best Production Design, Best Film Editing, Best Original Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Directing. Do you disagree with anything it's been nominated for, like it didn't earn that? Um, I think this movie was great. I think it um, worked hard in every element, so I think it's deserving of all of its nominations. I agree, too. I think that it's appropriate, everything it's been nominated. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny when you cut it out, that 10, that's a pretty big number. Yeah. Just because I'm not sure if it's going to win a lot of the stuff it's been nominated for. But it's been nominated for 10, so usually that means when movies like La La Land, that, that comes to mind as of late. But when those, like, 12 Years a Slave, like, when those are nominated mm-hmm. for so many awards, like Titanic, those are just, they're going to usually sweep it. Mm-hmm. But we got uh, Roma that we'll talk about in a little bit that's right. also nominated for 10. Right. So who do you, what do, what do you think out of the awards, what will win? I think it's a shoe in to win Best Costumes. Um, if you listen to our earlier podcast for the favorite uh, little piece of trivia was that all of the the costumes um, their budget was pretty small so they had to do a lot of created and found items so they had to get a little creative with this and I think that's to me what makes something a really powerful film in the different categories is when you got to think outside the box and do some cool things and you aren't just relying on cash yeah, and the costume designer as well was working uh, double duty doing Mary Poppins as well. Yeah. Which is also nominated. Right. So I think uh, she's due for an award. And yeah. I agree. I said uh, costume design, that's a shoe in to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I have production design as a could win. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's going to win. I think Roma kind of has a leg up on it. And I think it's kind of one of those with production design. Um, gets into like... Costume, production design. Right. Sometimes it's, you know, even though they're two different things. Yeah. It might be a case where they give it to costume, then production design might go to another movie. Because I think yeah. Roma has a slight edge on it. Yeah. Um, I also think it's going to win original screenplay. Okay. I think, I think that it's going to win Best Actress. I thought Olivia Coleman was amazing. And, well, she's been nominated. Yes. I think it's uh, Glenn Close is going to win. Okay. So I think Olivia Coleman's going to lose. I think it should win, but mm-hmm. I also, like I said, I haven't seen The Wife. So. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Glenn Close probably will win, um, but I can't give my opinion on that because I haven't seen it. Uh, but Olivia Coleman did do an amazing job. I'm glad she won the Golden Globe. And we'll see. Only time will tell. Your shoe in, though, is costume design. My shoe in to win is costume design. So we're both in agreeing. Uh, Get it, shoe. <laughs> I get it, because shoes are part of costumes, right? Yes. I also feel it's going to win original screenplay. Yeah. We both agree that Olivia Coleman could win. Okay. But probably won't. 
Right. So we're going to do a little fun thing here. We both came up with some made-up awards that the movies deserve to win. So for the favorite, what is your made-up award? I would give it the Most Accurate Portrayal of Female Competition Award. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. I think yes. it was the best since Mean Girls. Probably. Gotcha. Any other made-up awards that deserves a win? Um, I mean, Best Shoes. Best Shoes. <laughs> best Use of a Hidden Bookcase. You know, like a hidden room. That's pretty cool. My made-up award that I am going to hand over to the favorite is Best Dance Sequence. Ooh. They just had like the wildest dance sequence. <laughs> like It's so silly, and it's just so in your face. And I don't know. I loved it, and I just think it deserves an award. Absolutely. I also have another made-up award for it, um, Best Use of Genre. And that's for me personally because I'm not a big fan of period pieces, mm-hmm. but they use the genre so well while also showcasing – this kind of absurdist script mm-hmm. and telling a very great story in a period piece using that genre correctly and in an entertaining absurdist kind of way. I really enjoyed the favorite. Yes. All right. What's next on our list? Next up is Green Book. Green Book is the story of Dr. Don Shirley, an African-American pianist played by Mahershala Ali. He's about to embark on a concert tour in the Deep South in 1962, and he needs a driver and protection. Dr. Shirley recruits Tony the Lip, played by Viggo Mortensen, a tough-talking bouncer from the Bronx. Despite their differences, they develop an unexpected bond when confronting racism and segregation. Thoughts on this movie? Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed the chemistry between Viggo and Mahershala. They were they were fun. It was a road trip movie, but it had so much more. I love the setting it was taking place in and the characters' growth between the two of them, both in their relationship and also their own perspective. It was fun. It was a fun journey when it was actually literally a journey. Yeah. I, I thought it was a very good movie. Interesting that it was uh, Peter Fairley. Yeah. Was was the director. Yeah. Peter um, Fairley, of course, of the Fairley brothers. Yeah, it reminded me of the first Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. You know, just going on a road trip, going yeah. to see America. Just two best friends. Just two best friends just going traveling. on a road trip throughout America. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Green Book? I had no idea why it was called Green Book until the when they introduced the Green Book, and I thought that was really neat. Um, Green Book is kind of a list of hotels back in the 60s uh, and probably 50s as well uh, that would allow African Americans to stay there. So here you are doing a road trip through the country, especially down in the deep south. This is how you know where he's able to stay because he couldn't stay everywhere. It was like a book, like it was like Yelp, but it wasn't. <laughs> they also had this thing that was like like a GPS, but it was on paper. I know. What's going so on? Weird. Like, How did he, he, so got, he got lost in a scene? Right. I'm just like, dude, pull up the GPS, Vigo. <laughs> No, it was it was it was fun. It, it had dramatic moments. It had heartwarming moments. Mm-hmm. It had some laughter. It had some, you know, some kind of action or I don't know, some tense scenes. Tense scenes. Um, not really like it's not Fast and Furious, right? They drove the speed limit, right? So. It was based on a true story, so a true friendship and a true, true friendship. True. It's a story about segregation, showcasing the times that we were living in back then, and also just really awesome classical music. Yeah. It's nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Picture. They'll always be included. Uh, Best Actor for Viggo Mortensen. Best Supporting Actor for Mahershala Ali. Film Editing and Original Screenplay. Juliet, 
What do you think it's going to win? I think it's going to win original screenplay. That's your pick. So I said the favorite's going to win original, Mm -hmm. and you're saying Green Book. I'm going Green Book. Now, that's not the only award I think it will win, but... Okay, what are the other awards you think it's going to win? I think it's going to win Best Picture. I think it's going to win Screenplay. It Mahershala could win, but I'm not sure. Well, who would you pick winning over Mahershala at this point? I think Sam Elliott has a great chance of winning for A Star is Born. Um, Herschel obviously could win. He just won two years ago for his first nomination, so he could win for his second as well. That's not. There's no rules against it. But I think that Sam Elliott did an amazing job in A Star is Born, so he might he might get it. Yes, I, I, I agree. I think original screenplay, if it's not going to be the favorite, it's going to be Green Book. But I'm kind of leaning more towards... The favorite taking home that award. I think the the shoe in award is going to be Mahershala Ali winning Best Supporting oh, Actor. Yeah? He won the Golden Globe okay. as well. Um, he was amazing in the movie. Uh, he's amazing in Moonlight as well. He's, I think he's going two for two tonight. Okay. Uh, you know, Sam Elliott was great. I mean, let's face it, all of them were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, best Picture, I think it is going to win. Yeah. But I think it probably shouldn't win, but... I think it, it could win, but yeah. I'm not going to say that one is my pick to win, but I think I'm not going to be shocked if Green Book wins. Yeah. Juliet, what is your made-up award for Green Book? I would like to present Green Book with Best Italian Persona since Super Mario Brothers movie. I think that's a that's, that's a pretty safe one. Yeah. 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 I think, I think v- it beats Godfather. I'm not going to lie. Vigo, Vigo nailed it down. Yeah. So, um, I did a few awards for it. Um, I think the number one is Best Serious Fairly Brother Movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, Most Serious Fairly Brother Movie since Shallow Hell. <laughs> that that film changed the world and how we look at women. <laughs> Alternate title was There's Something About This Green Book. <laughs> or Vigo and Vigor. Um, another made-up award, uh, Best Eating Scenes. Uh, Vigo eats nonstop in this yeah. movie. He has really fun ways of eating, and he even... <laughs> Helps uh, Mahershala learn how to eat some fried chicken. Yeah, and throw the bone out, but not the not the right. not the to go cup. I like that um, Mahershala's character, Doctor Don Shirley, was against littering. I think that yes, you know, says a lot. Yes, it's it says a lot. That was what I took away from the movie. Yeah. Actually, littering. Littering. Um, I also gave it for eating uh, best supporting food. Uh, KFC. Yeah. Nice shout out to KFC. Yeah. Made me want some mashed potatoes. Really want mashed potatoes. I'm just wondering what his steering wheel was like during that movie because those are some greasy fingers because yeah. he was like eating the sandwiches his wife made him. He's eating pizza at night. I'm just, I don't yeah. know how he didn't gain like 80 pounds yeah. on that road trip. I like that she just made him two sandwiches, one sandwich for each of them um, for a two month long road trip. Which is on their way to Pennsylvania. Like they didn't make it. <laughs> he just chowed down on those greasy pulled pork sandwiches, whatever those were. They were meatball subs, you fool. All right, so Green Book, do you think it's going to win Best Picture? I do. We're a little split on Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. And, and split on Screenplay. I think I think I, it could win Best Screenplay. I th- well, I think it could win. You're saying it should win. Okay. I think it's between that and The Favorite. Okay. All right, what's next on our list? Next on our list is Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody tells the story of Queen's unique journey through their songs and sound. Following Rami Malek's Freddie Mercury through the success of the band, along with Freddie's own fall and resurrection, leading up to the iconic performance at Live Aid. 
So Bohemian Rhapsody saw this like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Bohemian Rhapsody already has an award under its belt for the best picture drama mm-hmm. from the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of would agree it seems like everything's written that Rami Malek's going to win best actor for his portrayal of Freddie Mercury. I don't know because we've got... Um... You got Christian Bale, who won the Golden Globe for Best Actor. Right. So you're Vice. so you're leaning that it might be Christian Bale. I mean, I think it's it's basically Christian Bale or Rami Malek yeah. that's going to win this I think award. Rami Malek was fantastic. I applaud anyone who can act through those teeth. Um, he, he captured Freddie Mercury very well from everything that I've seen. I... This this movie reminded me how much I liked Queen's music and how innovative it was. I, again, kind of like how I feel about it's cool when a film thinks outside the box to create what it needs to create. It seems from what we saw in this movie that Queen did the same thing. They thought outside of the box to create the sounds that they created. It made me appreciate Queen all over again. Mm-hmm. What I loved about the movie was taking me through their timeline through as they're developing their songs and kind of showcasing what was going on with the band, with Freddie Mercury, of where these songs could have evolved from. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was amazing about the movie. On surface, though, the film itself, or like the story that they're telling, it's just like all of the other right. um, legend, musical, biopic, origin films mm-hmm. that we've always seen. You know, there's been jokes made that it's the Dewey Cox movie, but yeah. with Queen... <laughs> It's, it's almost true. like the serious version of Dewey Cox. It's true. But if you have not seen this movie, stick it out until the end because it's a fantastic last 20 minutes. Um, yeah, the ending, of course, is just blows you away. And it le- and it's, it's amazing because the ending kind of makes you forget about kind of the other um, stalling moments yeah. in this film. Because the ending will just blow you away mm-hmm. and it will leave you thinking about it days, weeks after you experience that. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, my uncle has seen this eight times in theaters. Wow. So, yes. He's obsessed with <laughs> he's obsessed with Queen. So he, he saw it, I think, three times over the Christmas break when I was back home over the holidays. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I, th- I think, he, <laughs> I think he, he, he was seeing Queen as much as, like, Freddie Mercury was doing drugs in the movie. He's just like, hey, you want to go see it again? Let's watch it. I'm sure there was probably a moment where he left the theaters and just like circled right back and got another <laughs> ticket. But yes, I, I think this movie played so well for Queens fans. It gave them the nostalgia of just loving that music that they grew up with. And I think the movie delivered so well on that. But the structure and the plot devices and when the time and when stuff comes in, it's just like all the other mm-hmm biopic movies mm-hmm. that we've that we've seen in the past yes especially about um a musical legend yeah and of course we mentioned before they have an elton john movie coming out we talked in coming attractions about the motley crew movie mm-hmm. it's a matter of time before more movies start being made i guarantee there will be a david bowie movie there mm-hmm. will be a kiss movie there will you know when is the millie vanilli movie coming? i don't know i'm waiting for the clay aiken movie actually <laughs> it's called my heart's aiken Right in the screenplay now. It's, it's, it starts at when he takes second place in American Idol. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody took home five nominations. Best Picture, Best Actor, Rami Malek, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, and Film Editing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think this is going to win Best Picture, although it has the Golden Globe win. I think it's more of a kind of a Green Book Roma mm-hmm. kind of evening upon us. 
Best Actor, I think Rami Malek is going to win. Christian Bale's already won. I think Christian Bale is amazing, and I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but I think they need to give Bohemian Rhapsody an award, and this is the only one that I really see them winning. I could also see them winning sound editing, sound mixing, film editing. Mm -hmm. I picked sound mixing. I think listening to the concerts as they were performed, that was fantastic. The, the The sound mixing made me feel like this is what a concert really sounds like. You've got the random woos and the screams. And I would have liked to see it in the theaters. I did not, but it would have been kind of cool with the surround sound because I'm sure that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's tricky for me because, I, I, you know, once again, it's nominated, so we already know that it's really amazing. And I agree with you 100%. <laughs> but I think I thought First Man sound mixing kind of affected me a little bit more. And we also have A Star is Born that used sound mixing very well in their story and the concert they played. And I thought Roma's was great as well. So I think Bohemian Rhapsody isn't a shoe-in to win these sound awards. But I think it has a really good chance to win editing as well. Got it. So I think if I would pick, I'd say it's winning Best Actor in Film Editing this weekend. Okay. Now, what about your made-up award? So I, of course, have multiple made-up awards for this movie. The first award that I would love to give Bohemian Rhapsody is uh, best use of a non-director. Okay. Brian Singer left this film before it was completed. <laughs> Why did he leave? So Fox fired Brian Singer. Um, just overall, he's been kind of known for kind of bad behavior on set, causing some kind of chaos, kind of make a chaotic production. Um, it's kind of disappearing sometimes, kind of in and out, just bad behavior. The executives are kind of concerned. And although this is kind of one of his passionate projects, they just had to fire him because they just did not trust him to see it through. Got it. So Brian Singer is still credited as the director of this movie because he directed most of it. Um, not there at the finish line. My other makeup awards that I would love to award this to is um, Best Queen Movie. Okay. I think this was the best queen movie of the year. Okay. You think it was better than The Favorite? Um, yeah, well, that's true too. Um, <laughs> I just meant the band queen. Oh, I was being silly, but that's it. true. I forgot there is another queen <laughs> movie, but yes. And I'll... also it's better than Star is Born because Lady Gaga is my queen. <laughs> okay. All right. I got to think about my awards now. <laughs> <laughs> also Black Panther. I believe there was a queen in that as well. There was no, yes, there was. Angela Bassett. Oh, a lot of queen movies actually. Um, well, can so I give my award? I'm just going to say it won the best movie about queen. Award. Nice. You happy? What's your award? My award was best use of a cameo. Best use of a cameo. So yes. which cameo are you referring I to? I am referring to Mike Myers playing a record executive uh, that also says this song. You, you can't sit in a car and headbang to it. That that moment I LOL'd. Yes. For, for reals. Yes. Another award I have for Bohemian Rhapsody is uh, Best Concert. The ending, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Rami Malek channeled almost every single kind of mannerism to movement to just how he sounded mm-hmm. from that Live Aid concert. And it's a breathtaking final 20 minutes of this yeah. movie. And got to give it to him. Yep. Although, we'll talk about it in a little bit. A Star is Born is very worthy as well for their concerts. But yes. runner-up, best one goes to Queen. Yep. All right, what is next? Next up is Black Klansman. Written and directed by Spike Lee, this is based on a true story. Set in the 70s, 
Ron Stallworth, played by John David Washington, is the first African-American detective to serve in the Colorado Springs Police Department. Stallworth works to infiltrate and expose the Ku Klux Klan. He consults and recruits his colleague, Flip Zimmerman, played by Adam Driver, to be the face-to-face -face undercover agent. Together, they team up to take down the extremist hate group. Came out in the summer. Yeah. And uh, so it's been a little while because more of the movies that we're looking at have been uh, more current. Yeah. And we also watched a collection of these movies just this week. This one we saw in theaters when it first came out. That that is, that is true. Um, but I walked away enjoying Black Klansman. Um, I'm really proud of this movie for being nominated. Mm -hmm. um, Spike Lee is an amazing director. And we both walked away feeling great about this movie. Yes. But to see it get uh, recognized at the Oscars... Mm -hmm. Of course, having Spike Lee attached helps. So has Spike Lee ever won an Oscar before? Spike Lee has never won an Oscar before. Um, he's been nominated several times. He won and he was honored with an Oscar. Like he got an honorary Oscar in 2015, but he's never won like the competitive trophy. Oh. In more than like three decades of making movies. Wow. So I don't think this is going to be the, uh, Spike Lee's moment, but nonetheless, Black Klansman, I, one of my top movies this year. Oh, yeah. I'll put it at least in my top five, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. I, how many is it nominated for? Uh, Black Klansman is nominated for a total of five. Obviously, Best Picture. It's also nominated for Film Editing, Adapted Screenplay, Original Score, and Directing. Mm -hmm. Here is my hot take. Um, where it'd be nice to see Spike Lee, awesome body of work as a director and a writer. It'd be great to see him take home a directing award. I don't think this is his year, although he was great, but that's why he was nominated. I think Spike Lee's got it for adapted screenplay. Hmm. So I think Black Klansman is going to win for adapted screenplay. Could also win editing, but I think the rest are just going to be nominations. But I think the adapted screenplay... Spike Lee will win his first Academy Award. I'm with you on screenplay. I also think that it's going to win score, or maybe that's just wishful thinking. Um, I've listened to the, the score. score was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I've listened to original score for all of the films, and that's the one that I felt like I could actually listen to it independently. It, I know that it, like throughout the movie, it conveyed the theme um, of everything you're seeing, and it really enhanced everything that was going on during the movie, but... Even without the movie being involved, the music's good, and I can actually sit down and listen to it. And I think that kind of makes a score really amazing. Yeah, I think uh, it was a huge element in this movie among like the performances and the script itself and just the kind of blend of how appropriate this movie is because of what's going on in today's mm -hmm. society with the societal issues, showcasing something that took back... You know, kind of like how Green Book did it. It took back to another time and place in America. Mm -hmm. But it's still very relevant today. Yeah. Um, so I think score, all those elements, uh, the story they're telling, it's almost a drama where you kind of get an education of like how the times were back then, kind of mixed with this kind of interesting comedy. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it a comedy, but it was had some funny moments, of course. Right. I mean, I would also say that it, you know, the score kind of put us back in those feelings of like Shaft and the other um, Afrocentric kind of detective movies of the day. 
it brought it back, but also still had kind of the current flair as well. So I thought that was kind of cool. So I I don't know that it'll win score, but I'm hopeful that it will win score because I think it's very deserving. Uh, yeah, actually, that was a really good pitch. I don't think uh, it's going to win best score, but I like what you said. Thanks. Um, I hope the Academy is listening. I think they are. Good. They've been tweeting at us lately. So, <laughs> No, I think uh, the shoe-in for me is just going to be adapted screenplay. Spike Lee was one of the writers on this movie, mm-hmm. and it's about time to get him an award. I don't think he's going to win director. Um, it's funny because it's not really kind of listed as a comedy, but I don't know. The, it was funny because when the trailer first came out, you kind of thought you were going to watch more of a comedy a little bit mm-hmm. or do you not agree oh yeah no i thought it was gonna be a lot funnier i mean it was still funny had a lot of great moments but the the reality of it kind of was a bit stressful and took a little bit of that comedy away which is fine we which shouldn't fine, be laughing at all it, of this gave me... i shouldn't have walked out of the like i did not expect to walk out of this movie emotional because of those end moments which we're not gonna spoil it but hopefully you've seen it and you and you know that they show real footage at the end. Um, I love the sets. I, I just love the acting. I, I just loved everything that was kind of put together. I think Black Klansman was a was a true gem of this year. Good. Well, it's, it's going to win Best Picture. No, unfortunately, no. no. But I think screenplay. I really love the story, so I would mm-hmm. love to see it win that. Yep. What are the made up awards? Well, I gave it the Make America Not Racist Anymore Award. Okay. Because. And beat Green Book this year for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think um, that powerful ending along with it showed how things have not changed as much as we think they have. I love your award because we're watching this and go, man, those times are crazy. Mm-hmm. And then kind of shows us we're still kind of living still in those crazy. times. You know, we're still kind of crazy. So, I yeah, I, I thought that was great. Um, I... Went a little bit more softer with my makeup award, and I gave it uh, best telephone scene because uh, I really love his initial phone call yeah. to David Duke. I don't know; it's going to be hard to shake off Eric Foreman um, saying "Bless White America." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was awesome because I just love how that scene it just kind of came about. Of course, you know it from the trailer mm-hmm. and John David Washington's acting during the phone call, yeah. and then the delivery and just the cops looking at him. I just thought that was a really amazing moment. So yeah, I give it best telephone scene. Yeah, I like it. All right, next on the list. Next up is Roma. The most personal project to date for Academy Award-winning director and writer Alfonso Cuaron, Roma follows Cleo, played by Yelitsa Apricio, a young domestic worker for a family in the middle-class neighborhood of Roma in Mexico City. It follows about a year in the life of Cleo and the family that she serves during the political turmoil of the 70s. Roma. Did not expect to have the feels that I had watching Roma. Yeah, I thought Roma was a beautifully done piece. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron is like becoming one of my favorite directors in the game right now. He's made awesome movies from Children of Men, uh, Gravity, um, Fightful Goes West. <laughs> Just kidding about the third one. That's uh, my favorite Bible movie. And um, the the... The Academy has recognized his work for this one in Roma, nominated for 10 Oscars, so mm-hmm. tying with the favorite. 
Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Cinematography, Best Directing, Original Screenplay, Foreign Language Film, Production Design, Sound Mixing, and Sound Editing. It deserves every one of those nominations. It's not going to win all of them, but it deserves to be nominated in all of those categories. It was interesting to me to see, I didn't know if there was a rule for a film, if it's nominated for Best Picture, to also be nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand why it's nominated for Best Foreign Language Film, because it's a foreign language film. Right. But when you're nominated for Best Picture, it's kind of getting a little greedy there. Right. Because what, the, what are all the other movies nominated for Best right. Foreign Language Film? Like, oh, I think we could definitely beat Roma. Like, for example, we were nominated for Best Pictures. Oh, wait, we weren't. You know, it's an honor to be nominated, says all the other foreign language films this year. Yeah, so I assume it's going to win foreign yeah. language film. Yeah, um, it's got to win that. I mean, we'll think about it. Uh, 20 years ago uh, was Life is Beautiful. Uh, Roberto Bellini won for Best Actor. And he also won Best Foreign Film, but did not win Best Picture because that went to Shakespeare in Love, the clear winner that year. <laughs> I think it's also going to win cinematography. Yeah. And I also think we are going to win uh, best directing. And I think production design might get the edge over the favorite. Mm-hmm. I do too. I and agree. I, and, I, and I think this is the best picture of the year. I think it's the best picture. Well, the Academy, I don't know. The one thing I'm wondering, because this is the first time I believe that Netflix, a Netflix movie has been nominated for best picture. Yeah. This isn't the first year where Netflix, Amazon, because Amazon's been nominated for Best Picture before. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the first Netflix one. Yeah. So I'm not sure if the Academy is ready to award a Best Picture from Netflix. It's the also... The same one where you can watch Office reruns and Parks and Rec reruns and yeah. Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to win, though. I, I think it's going to win Best Picture. Yeah? Okay. I think Green Book, it's kind of 50-50 what's going to win. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, cinematography, directing, foreign language film, production design, I think I think it's got it. Now, I read that if this wins for Best Director and Best Cinematography, it is the first time in history that the Best Director also won as Best Cinematographer. Yeah, and that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Because the cinematography was beautiful. It mm-hmm. told the story. Powerful moments throughout this movie, and he's got his... He's got his style where the camera just exists in mm-hmm. scene and there's very long takes. It's just, it keeps you in the moment and it keeps yeah. you just just kind of glued to the motion and action going right. on. I did not expect to attach myself, like find myself loving these people and the story and feeling for them and feeling these emotions when I had to read everything they said. It's tough. Uh, I mean, there's been amazing foreign language films i've seen but yeah i'm not good at those i'm t- not good at those it's tough reading the, is hard you're a liar if you're out there and not the common person responds like oh, i gotta read yeah <laughs> i gotta read and and i didn't even see I'm it watching in the a theater. movie i'm not reading a book well that's the thing like if i had seen it in the theater i would expect that okay fine i'm gonna read it because there's nothing else for me to do here but i even like put my phone down <laughs> To enjoy this movie, and it did not disappoint. <laughs> Is that one of the made-up awards? <laughs> Julia uh, had to put her phone down for this movie. Congratulations, Roma! 
<laughs> I know. It must be so tough. Like, it was. I want to be on my phone and watch a it's movie. It's hard to be How made. dare you, Roma? I think my biopic is going to win next year for this moment. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I think you have some more story to tell. So. Yeah. My made-up award? Yeah, what are your made-up awards? I mean, my made-up award is obviously the best poop scene not in a Farley Brothers movie. Okay. I actually had a, a made-up award of best dog poop cleaning scene. Oh. But I... I think that's the same thing, right? I mean, yeah, I guess I so. I emphasis on the cleaning, you emphasis on the... Just the poop in general and the fact that it's not in a Farley Brothers movie. Yes. My made-up award was best black and white movie. Period. Yeah, I just thought it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. And then on a more serious note, I made up an award called uh, Most Intense Moment. Mm-hmm. And my moment is going, and this is all about how beautiful the cinematography was. Uh, the acting, the moment, they're shopping for a crib. Our main character, you know, the maid, uh, her employer's taking her out to shop for a crib because she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. They're shopping for a crib, but there's been kind of a protest going on. A riot breaks out while they're there, and the camera quickly pans over, and we see this huge spectacle mm-hmm. of a riot, guns guns going off, firing. You know, we tilt down. Mm-hmm. Her water breaks. They have to get outside. They, they have to get outside. Ugh. And then they're stuck in traffic. Well, let's not tell the whole story here because it'll um, take yeah. an hour. And then, but... and then into like the whole hospital scene, it's very chaotic. Mm-hmm. We're showcasing so many moments of claustrophobia. It's chaotic. Mm-hmm. The, the times are in. We're it's, learning things about our story that we didn't know. It's it, it's uh, it's a lot. Yeah, and I think that's this movie in a nutshell. It's, it's just... It's, it's full of impactful moments like that that will leave a lasting impression on mm-hmm. you. And I think Roma is the best film this year. Yeah, I agree. Will it win? Yeah, I think there's a good chance okay. that it's going to win. I, but I, I would like, like I said, you I'm to not, be right. Like I said, I'm not going to be shocked if I see Green Book win. Yeah. Which, and Green Book was, was a good movie too. All right, we're, we're, we're getting down on this list. we got three more left to go. What's our next movie? Next up is Vice. A look at the life and rise of Republican Vice President Dick Cheney, played by Christian Bale. Dick Cheney, of course, was George Bush's running mate in the 2000 presidential election. Dick Cheney and his wife Liz, played by Amy Adams, rise in the ranks during one of the most trying times in recent U.S. history. All right, Vice. I mean, it's a movie about recent history and politics, so obviously it's nominated. Yeah, I mean, it was a very... Uh, I, Adam McKay, he really liked The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Of course, he did Step Brothers and Funnier Dies, and he's kind of evolved into a more intimate storyteller, but he has, he's has he got that wit. Yeah. He's got that sarcasm to him. I thought Vice was very interesting... Um, because everyone kind of just knows who Dick Cheney was and the horrible things that he's been a part of. And it finally, it gives us a glimpse into who is this myth uh, legend, which is Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was the vice president during uh, George W. Bush's administration. Which was during 9-11. Um, yeah, there's 9-11. And I like the flow of how the story is being told. I mean, the message overall that you take away from it is that, you know, abuse of power and corruptness is you know wait for it bad Mm. so but this was more reminding me kind of a better version of when oliver stone tried to tell uh george w bush's story right uh, of course w Mm -hmm. you know there's some parts of it where you're kind of more engaged in watching these actors do really good portrayals of these uh people in our history Uh but uh, 
really awesome acting. Definitely really amazing makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Bale is amazing in his role. Once again, you get to see him transform his body for yet again another role. Right. We've seen him all ripped for Batman. Yeah. Seen him starving for the machinist. <laughs> seen him cracked out for the fighter. We saw him kind of chubby and balding for American Hustle. <laughs> and now we get to just see him as Dick Cheney. Yep. Um, Adam McKay... Fantastic director. I, I, I love what he's doing uh, with his body of work. I think Vice is definitely not my best picture this year, but I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, I think if, you know, it didn't have all of these other amazing films against it, it would have a solid chance because it was a good movie. But unfortunately for Vice, it's in the wrong year for this because there's too many good movies. Like you said, you know, it was more so watching these actors and how impressive they are. And, you know, the script is great, but it's not the best. And this story did, uh, like the big short, kind of help offer some information Mm -hmm. of very complicated matters that happened to kind of offer information to give you some more perspective of how things really went down. Mm -hmm. But also the movie brings up this once in a while that... You know, the opening credits, like, we tried our fucking best. Right. Because there's not even some stuff that's known from how this really went down. Right. And it's funny to have the anti-hero. Like, this isn't, we're, no one, most of the people that saw this movie are not rooting for this person at the beginning of the movie or at the end of the movie. Well, I think judging on the popular vote, there's maybe a majority that was, wasn't. But I don't think they went to see this movie. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I'm too. saying. That's I don't a, think I don't think point. the people that like Dick Cheney saw this movie. <laughs> I would love to be next to that person. Like, woohoo! Finally, a movie about Dick Cheney. <laughs> and then comes in here. Wait, what's this crap? <laughs> Anyways, uh, nominated for seven awards. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Best picture, best actor Christian Bale, best supporting mm-hmm. actor Sam Rockwell, playing George W. Bush, best directing by Adam McKay, original screenplay, film editing, and makeup. And also Best Supporting Actress. Oh, I forgot it. Best Supporting Actress. Amy you Adams. You and the Academy forgot it. <laughs> she just nominated every year. I just thought we'd just forget about it. So, sorry. Nominated for eight Academy Awards. God. I'm sorry. I totally skipped over Amy Adams winning, just like the Academy will this year. Uh-huh. Amy Adams deserves an Oscar by now. That's actually my fake award she... is give, give Amy Adams an award already award. So that was my fake award for this movie. I wish it would win that. I don't think it's going to, so but you're, you're welcome. poor Amy Adams. I, you're welcome. I set that up beautifully for yeah. you. Yeah, I do think it's going to win makeup, or I hope it's going to win makeup because I think it was, the. I saw it with my friend Anna and she said, wait, Tyler Perry was in this? It was actually Medea oh, playing Colin Medea. Powell. <laughs> Medea at the White House. Yes, I think this is going to win makeup. Uh, I think Amy Adams deserves the Academy Award Give for her role. Give her an award already. Um, unfortunately, she's not going to win. No. And it's going to be um, Regina King from yes. If Beale Street Could Talk. It will. Um, she won the, the Golden Globe. Better luck next year, Amy Adams. Go <laughs> ahead and just star in another movie and get nominated 10 more times. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, Amy Adams is definitely very due. I think we're hitting a Martin Scorsese moment where I've been nominated so many times and I haven't won that we're just going to give it to mm-hmm. The Departed. Although yeah. I really like The Departed. Or she's funny. like the Lady Leo. She's the Lady Leo. Mm-hmm. Took him till The Revenant to win. That's true. I think we both agree. Makeup, it's going to win. Yeah. So your made-up award is give Amy, Amy Adams, Adams an, an award. Amy Adams an award already award. My made-up award is Best Use of Dick. 
Um, of course, it had some contenders. Dick Cheney. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was some uh, Dick and Roma. There was definitely some Dick and Roma. But I would argue that in Vice, we saw a bigger Dick. Mm-hmm. So. Much bigger Dick. <laughs> I also gave it another made-up award. Uh, best movie about the Bush administration. So best Bush. Best Bush and best Dick. <laughs> Oh, this congratulations. And best makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Two more left. What's next on our list? Next up, A Star is Born. Remake number four for this timeless story, Lady Gaga plays Allie, a waitress with dreams and talent to be a singer-songwriter. She meets Jackson Maine, played by Bradley Cooper, who drunkenly discovers and falls in love with her. After pulling her on stage to sing her own song, she becomes a star and rises as he falls. But as Allie's career takes off, their relationship is breaking down. That was very smooth how you said she becomes a star and rises as he falls. Thank you. I'm a poet. You are a poet. And the award for best poetry goes to Lady Juliet. Probably Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady <it>. Gaga again. <laughs> Not Amy Adams. Not Lady Leo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star is Born, I kind of put this movie off for a little while. Mm-hmm. We, we saw this recently. I got to say, I really, really did enjoy this movie. Yeah. Bradley Cooper makes his directorial debut. He also stars in it. Mm-hmm. He plays music in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Gaga was amazing in this She's, movie. I mean, this is probably the only time I'll be able to afford a Lady Gaga concert. So I was very happy with this. So... Fun fact, um, the performances uh, that they did together for a lot, because Bradley Cooper decided that, you know, they wanted it to feel very real. Mm -hmm. Real audience. Organic, real audience. Feel what it's like to be part of that environment, be on stage. Mm -hmm. And it works so well. Mm -hmm. Um, They filmed a lot when Lady Gaga was headlining Coachella a couple years back. And they had a side stage set aside where people would have to pay $10 to go see... Uh, Lady Gaga perform mm-hmm. in A Star is Born so that she had to take all her makeup off. Yeah. Everyone's cell phones were confiscated so nothing got leaked. Yep. And then Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga played. Of course, Bradley Cooper also played in between sets during a Willie Nelson concert with yeah. uh, Lucas Nelson, Willie's son, who also taught him or went through a lot of rehearsals. Mm-hmm. They jammed together in the opening scene. A lot yeah. of other times it kind of showed up and played. A uh, similar approach was done in the movie Crazy Heart. Yeah. Uh, where Jeff Bridges won for Best Actor. And they kind of did the same thing where they come on and just play so they get the real crowd, the real right. feeling of like the rocker, the real moment. And it worked. It yeah. was really great. And $10 for a Lady Gaga concert. I mean, I looked them up because she has her residency in Vegas right now. She's got two different shows going on. Enigma is her like pop concert, like what you expect a Lady Gaga concert to be. The cheapest seats are like $500, $600. Um, and that's the cheap seats. And then she has this like jazz concert, which is kind of cool. And those cheapest seats are $400. So I don't think I'll be able to see a Lady Gaga concert anytime soon. But this was pretty close. <laughs> Lady Gaga was great in this. She's amazing. And um, it, I, I don't really know her catalog that well. I don't listen to Lady Gaga enough, but you have to be sleeping on a rock if you don't know who Lady yeah. Gaga is. All I would critique it on is I think the third act could use a little bit more because the first two acts blew me away. Yeah. Third act kind of slows down a little bit and kind of start focusing a little less on Lady Gaga's character, uh, Allie, as I would like considering 
it's kind of about like her rise right. and his fall. But then we kind of focus on his fall a little bit mm-hmm. too much. But I don't want to give anything away because I think... Even us- though it's the fourth one, it was the first one that I've seen. I have not seen any other Star is Borns. Oh, gotcha. I've never seen any of the other right. Star is Born. So fact, it was a surprise for me. <laughs> and I think it's also kind of hard for uh, a remake to be nominated again, but it almost kind of feels like this has become a traditional story that yeah. just has to be told every yeah. kind of generation, literally. Star is Born is nominated for eight Oscars. Best Picture, Best Actress, Lady Gaga, Best Actor, Bradley Cooper, Best Supporting Actor, Sam Elliott, Best Original Song, the Shallow, or is it Shallow? It's Shallow. Just Shallow? Shallow. Best original song, Shallow. Do you want me to sing it? No, that's all right. Okay. And cinematography, <laughs> adapted screenplay, and sound mixing. A lot. A lot of awards it's nominated for. Fortunately, I mean, we already talked about, I don't think Bradley Cooper was going to win, but Mm-mm. I think he deserved to be nominated for Best Director. If it doesn't win Best Song, fuck everybody. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I think this is what's going to win. I think this is the definition of original song, best song. It's it's a crucial part of the story, and it's a very catchy tune. I'm bothered that there aren't more songs from that movie nominated for best song. You just want like five nominated? Well, because I think the the final song, I'll Never Love Again, was beautiful and powerful and told that story. I think um, the song Remember Me This Way, sang in the middle, is awesome um so i think all three of those songs could have been nominated shallow would have beaten all three of those songs but they deserved another nomination than just that song yeah la la land a couple years ago which is a musical was and it was nominated for a lot of stuff was nominated for a couple of songs as Mm -hmm. well i think it's just kind of one of those things that just pick one song it always feels a little weird to me when a movie is competing against itself i just think like you're kind of awarding the song, but you're also awarding the movie. Mm-hmm. They clearly picked the most iconic one. You can't right. say A Star is Born without even mentioning... In the shallow, shallow. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we both agree that that's going to win. Yes. Um, made up awards. I'm going to start. Best exaggerated dialect. I give it to Bradley Cooper for Jackson, Maine. Yeah. Here's a direct clip from the movie. I think you're a pretty voice. Yeah. I loved it, though. But it was pretty funny. And... We made a joke that, oh my God, he just sounds like Sam Elliott. And then it came out that he showed that to Sam Elliott, that he's kind of, that's why he wanted Sam Elliott in this movie. It was basing his dialect for his character off of Sam Elliott. Right. Also, for best exaggerated dialect, I gave the runner up to uh, Viggo Mortensen from mm-hmm. uh, Green Book because he was all like, a capiche, what are you breaking my balls? <laughs> um, so I kind of think those guys both deserve to win, but because I have more fun. Uh, doing uh, Jackson Maine, Bradley Cooper's character. He's he's the winner. He's a clear winner of that. My made-up award is best use of celebrity pool to get some cool shots because nobody else could have created those shots, gotten into a Willie Nelson concert, got into another concert, uh, got a side stage on Coachella, except for the celebrity of Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, That's what got them those amazing shots. Um and also the, just the amount of time that they had to shoot this yeah. stuff. Sometimes it was just simple. It was him and his DP camera operator mm-hmm. and a sound op going, all right, I'm going to, you know, just on the on the. We cuff. got four minutes. Let's do this. We got four minutes. I'm, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, walk out mm-hmm. like this. It's it's very just in the moment, and it works so well. Yep. 
in the scenes of you can just feel the it's just happening organic a lot of one take moments yeah it's very rare for movies maybe there's some pickups later but mm-hmm. overall, it just felt like we were really in yeah. the moment. He deserved a nomination. Um, so that's a bummer there. He was, that was a snub. For director? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had that as one of my made-up awards as well. I had a few for this movie. Uh, go figure. Uh, best director that should have been nominated. Right. I think he's the yeah. clear winner here. The award for best strategy to crush up pills before you snort them. Yeah. Um, although I do not suggest people crush up pills and snort them, if you're going to do it, though... Definitely have a beer and just slam just your boot without it. even like <laughs> blinking right. on the table and then just go for it. Right. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> Filthy. Maybe have some cleaner shoes and yeah. not walk around at like the farm or something. <laughs> and uh, the word for best awkward moment. Of course, the Grammy scenes when uh, <laughs> Jackson Maine has had too many pills and uh, she wins best um, Best new artist, yeah. Ali does, and yeah. he is too drunk and he pisses his pants. Well, <laughs> he sits on the corner of the stage, go drooling, drooling, You'll come up. I'll come up there. <laughs> I got up out of my yeah. seat because I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't sit still because it was just so awkward and felt so horrible for her and him in different ways. Yeah, it was. It was heartbreaking. It was kind of funny, but it was just so yeah. Sad. Best awkward moment for sure. All right. Let's move on. This is our very final movie. Juliet? Our final movie, Black Panther. The first Marvel superhero movie with a black lead. It kicked off at the end of Captain America Civil War after the death of his father, T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, returns home to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king. But Eric Killamonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, appears as an enemy, attempting to take the crown. The fate of Wakanda and the entire world are at risk. T'Challa must rally his allies and release the full power of the Black Panther. Well, more like he has to protect the power of the Black Panther. Sure. Because Killmonger gets that power and destroys all the forest. This, I did not put down my cell phone when Um. I watched this movie. Oh, boy. Um, so, of course, Black Panther killed it. Uh, no movie was like this this yeah. year that just killed it internationally. Just the sales are insane. The yeah. response to this movie, inspiring for so many young mm-hmm. kids. Just mm-hmm. it, Black Panther had so much of an amazing inspirational pull. Yeah. Of course, it's a pretty fun movie in the Marvel world. Like you said, it happens after Civil War where you get introduced to this character, but now it's our finally, like, this is our standalone, here's our Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll find out what's in store for Black Panther 2, because, you know, it kind of faded to dust in Infinity War, so we'll see Spoiler what happens. alert! I don't care anymore. If, if you're here and we're talking about Black Panther, sorry. It feels like this is more like a superhero movie finally kind of getting a recognition by the Oscars, by the Academy. It's going in the direction. There's been so many Marvel movies this year, and they're getting, this year, like the past 19 years, Mm -hmm. getting nominated always for like visual effects, sound mixing, sound editing. This is kind of finally is one that it's like they're bending the rules a little bit overall. Um, The popcorn created movie. Yeah. I mean, this inspired the Academy to think about having the popular movie award because it did so well. It was so unprecedented how well this movie did that they said, it's it's weird to put in a best picture, so why don't we just make an entire category for movies like this to get the recognition? And everyone's like, nah, 
Make it best picture. If it's <laughs> yeah, that good, it's tr- make it best picture. That's true. Like they didn't want to make it a best picture so bad that they're going to come up with its own category. Yeah. Which could have just been like the, we're not comfortable putting Black Panther I mean, in. Or... Black Panther probably would have had a better chance of winning if that were the case. I think Black Panther deserved to get nominated. I think you do have to recognize of just how much money it's it, it really like brought in mm-hmm. and how well it had its run at the box office. Mm-hmm. There is some holes in this movie like some of the superhero movies all have, which I think is the main reason why they do not get nominated for awards, such as the ones that it's been nominated for. But if you really kind of look at what it's been nominated for, it's been nominated for seven awards. Besides Best Picture, Original Song, All the Stars, Original Score, Production Design, Sound Mixing, Sound Editing, and Costume Design. So it's interesting because it's been nominated for pretty much what the other superhero movies have been kind of nominated for before. Mm-hmm. And then they're just throwing Best Picture in there as well. Yeah. So I think we both agree it's not going to win. Right. But it's kind of just happy to be here. A nomination was thank you for the nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman didn't get nominated the year before this. And I feel like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman kind of falls under the same thing as Black Panther, where Wonder Woman as well was very inspirational, a very, like, uh, for a lot of, like, young girls. Um, women out there it, it was a very inspirational movie and the way that it's success at the box office showed but they kind of felt the oscars kind of snubbed it by not nominated for stuff other than i think it was like visual effects or right. sound mixing right whereas i think black panther and wonder woman are similar it had so much of a message behind it mm-hmm. but at the same time the story is just what you get in a superhero story there's some good moments but there's also some kind of cheese and you know, kind of some missing parts, and then they're always kind of seem kind of drowned a little bit by their third act CG battles. Mm-hmm. It's funny how similar they are, and the first two acts are so solid of the movie. It's just like Black Panther just kind of turns into a big CG battle at the end. Yeah. And Wonder Woman did that as well. As right. well. But I think the Oscars are finally like, no, we have to recognize these movies as well because they're so important this year. Right. I enjoyed Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, it wasn't my favorite Marvel movie that came out that year, because no. it was Infinity War, right? by a long shot for me, but nonetheless, I still enjoyed Black Panther, and congratulations, it, it, it earned this nomination. Yeah. Do you think it's going to win any of these? Here's the problem. I don't think it's actually going to win any of these, but I have so many awards that it could win. Yeah. And I have I it down for surprised. winning nothing. I have it down for winning nothing as so well. So right, right now, I, I think I could see production design, um, and I could see score for this. I think it's going to win one of those awards. I just haven't figured out what it's going to be yet. But you're saying none. I don't think it's going to win any, but, I mean, potentially those sound awards. I'm not that good with that stuff, so maybe it will. Possibly. I really kind of like First Man or Bohemian Rhapsody Mm -hmm. or Roma to clean up those sound editing, sound mixing awards. So I don't think Black Panther stands a chance there. But I could see I would be okay with, and I could see costume, Production design score, costume design. I'd, I think the favorite's a little better, but as far as production design and score, score I, Black Klansman is better. Yeah. So. I, well, I think it is better, but yeah. What are your fake awards, though? My fake awards are most impactful movie of the year. And okay. I, and I think it's just it shows of how well it did internationally mm-hmm. in the U.S. The run it had at the box office. I mean, this time last year, it was killing it. Yeah. Black Panther is still a very powerful, popular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a really good movie? 
it's it's okay. It's I, I like it in the Marvel world, but there's some stuff I would have maybe changed. But overall, I it's a very mm-hmm. rewatchable movie. So I gave it that, and then I also gave it the word of most CGI ending. Nice, because um, it did feel like just a video game at the end. Yes, with them fighting. Yeah. So my fake award is best tagline, Wakanda forever. Yeah, I I would vote for that. Okay. Wakanda forever is just kind of forever. Wakanda forever <laughs> is just... forever that. People will know that. Children will know that that aren't born yet will know Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Forever. Forever, forever. (laughs) So those are the Best Picture nominations for the 91st Academy Awards. Overall, it's an interesting year. For the movies, mm-hmm. because I think all the ones I saw, I did not think were bad. Yeah. But all of them also didn't strike me as like, this is the clear winner this year. This is the, you know, it felt like uh, we've had some stronger years, but I think it's a pretty good, decent uh, group of movies. I, on the contrary, I think that there are some really strong contenders for it. And if there were less good movies, it would be a lot easier to pick who we think would win. But there's actually... It's one of the first years in a while where I've seen every single one of them and enjoyed every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I I think there's definitely a moment of I don't know clearly who's going to win. I think it was a very strong year and they're very equal in, um, I don't know, just what what they brought to the table. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to choose, honestly. I just want them all to win. Oh, can we give everyone an award? Oh. Everyone's a winner. And really quick, is there any snubs that you kind of felt got snubbed this year? Uh, before yeah. Before we kind of walk away from Mr. this? Mr. Rogers got snubbed. Yeah, I think that was like kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, Three Identical Strangers as well was an amazing yeah. documentary. Mm-hmm. I think the documentaries that got nominated are great too, but just felt like mm-hmm. as far as like Mr. Rogers goes like like come on everyone saw that movie yeah it just it was a very powerful documentary and something we kind of the yeah. message behind it and three identical strangers just a crazy story right I was shocked that they did not get nominated yeah. I don't know what happened there yeah. uh, another thing that was confusing was uh, best original score uh, Justin Horowitz won for first man the Golden Globe for best score. But then didn't even get nominated yeah, for uh, that's weird. original score. It's kind of weird. And especially because it seems like the Academy's always been in uh, Damien Chazelle's back pocket mm-hmm. uh, with Whiplash, La La Land. First Man is nominated for you know sound mixing and sound editing, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um, after kind of getting some Golden Globe love, just kind of falling off the map. Yeah. Falling, falling off the moon here. Supporting actress, Claire Foy was snubbed as well because I think she did a really great job and should have gotten a supporting actress nom. Yeah, nominated for a Golden Globe, but then uh, nothing in the Oscars. So I thought overall, though, First Man, it was uh, interesting to see them kind of just falling off the moon Yep. with the, <laughs> with, uh, the Academy Awards. Other than that, um, one other movie I just wanted to shout out to is uh, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was kind of interesting because I thought that movie was um, really entertaining and kind of different mm-hmm. and a new feel for it. Of course, it's about um, uh, telemarketers. Yeah. And that whole kind of whatever world we're living in, it gets pretty bizarre at the end. I don't think it's really Academy Award worthy, but it's kind of funny that I thought that was kind of a popular movie this year as yeah. well. I don't know if it deserved Maybe nominee, if there was but a I popular it was a pretty, movie category. Pretty amazing movie. 
Maybe they should make a popular movie category. That's a great idea. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the Oscars. We'll be watching this year. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Julia, for being with me as always. Thank you for having Um, me. Thank you for listening to the Film and Ewan Show. What are those devices they can listen to us on? Well, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, Tell us who you think should win, or if you're going to rate us after the Oscars, tell us how you feel about the Oscars, but give us five stars. Give us five stars. Give us every award possible. Yeah. We do not snub us. Best podcast goes to Filming You Win. Yes. All right. Thank you guys so much. You like film? That's what they all say. Great movies. It's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called the Filming You Win Show. I like movies. Big, big movies. Big movies. It's floating pictures. It's so great. Join us, everybody, for the Filming You Win show. Let's get some lunch.